of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. everyone. Welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, and after missing a week, uh, I am back and uh, happy to be here discussing uh, matters related to the, uh, theology, worship, and culture. We've had quite a few cultural topics uh, this year already. Um, this one that I am going to be discussing is a theological matter and specifically a liturgical matter. And I am very excited about this topic. One, because I have never discussed it on my podcast. Uh, and two, because as a, an advocate of the liturgical calendar of the church year, uh, and what it brings to our faith, uh, this is an important topic. I feel it's important to me and, and, and to many others, um, And perhaps you know people who are liturgical or attend or are part of a liturgical church, meaning that they follow a lectionary in the church year. Um, This is something that will probably be important to them. And um, so what I'm going to be talking about today is what we gain from observing Lent, the season of Lent. Now, when I was growing up and I heard the term Lent, I thought they were referring to belly button Lent. I had no idea what that had to do with the Christian year at all. I didn't have any idea what Lent was, and uh, it just there was no connection for me because I grew up in a free church that did not follow electionary, uh, and I still attend a church like that. Um, and and it's not a matter of good versus evil either way. There is no mandate to observe Lent, and I will get into that. But I want to talk about specifically what we can gain as Christians and as the church from observing the season of Lent. So the reason I am doing this today is because Ash Wednesday is coming up here in a few days. And so my aim today is to discuss what the church as a whole, what Christians individually might gain from observing the season of Lent. Lent is not solely Catholic, as many would assume. I have met many people who just think that stuff like that is Catholic. That's a Catholic thing. It is not Protestant. It's not evangelical. And that is false. There are many Protestant traditions who observe the Lenten season. And there are many evangelical traditions. In fact, there seems the pendulum is swinging back the other way and there is a resurgence of liturgy even in evangelical and free traditions. So it's also not insincere, the sincere observances. It's the same thing. So derived from this knowledge, I want to give you four predominant imperatives which we gain as Christians from the observance of Lent. So number one is a loss of self, a loss of self. John says this in John 3.30, he says, he must increase, but I must decrease. The, the idea is that we become less, Christ becomes more. The apostle Paul understands the importance of this concept when he says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He says that in his letter to the Philippians. So it's not the glory it's not the glorification of self that accomplishes God's glory in the Christian life but it's the loss of self that is contrary to what the world thinks 
even if we go to the ends of the world to preach the gospel, if the aim and the result is our own praise, we've missed the point because nothing we do in life should be about us. In fact, I suggest that in circumstances where we receive praise naturally, there are times where maybe we do something well and people praise us. We should turn that praise Godward. Lent allows us to do this. Lent allows us to remember that we're merely human. And it's an intentional reflection. It's a reflection that that we need to remember that, that we are not uh, immortal. We are mortal. God is, it's all about God. It's all about his glory. The second thing Lent gives us that we gain from an observance of Lent is a Godward focus. Giving up something during the Lenten season is not a biblical mandate, nor is the observance of Lent itself. But what observing Lent does is it creates an intentional method by which to focus on God. Giving up something should be simply reflective of a total focus on God. It's declaring our own spiritual death and new life in Christ. Death to self, new life to Christ. I have heard multiple criticisms of Lent and the idea of giving up something during the season. Why such a practice would be criticized, I really can only speculate. But my initial assumption on this is that Lent is associated, one, with Catholicism, and two, with meaningless ritual. And I've sort of mentioned that already. I've already covered the meaningless ritual, but to associate Lent solely with Catholicism is to negate the fact that prior to the Reformation, there were not denominations, but only one church. So many of the practices employed today, even in the Catholic traditions, even in Protestant traditions, are derived from a people centered around Jesus Christ. Liturgical observances then are not uniquely Catholic, but are deliberate ways to tell the full counsel of God through time. You see, God stepped into time and fasted for 40 days. It takes some self-dedication, some some motivation, some uh, dependence on God, total dependence on God. I'm not going to eat for 40 days. That's what Jesus did. And so since Christ serves as our ultimate example, we should take seriously the call to remember by modeling our lives after Jesus himself. Lent is a somber season, but it also gives Christians a time to prepare for the coming celebration. Lent leads to the Easter season, the 50-day season that follows. And it's unfortunate that many Christians and churches approach celebration as something for which preparation is not necessary. In our culture, preparation often seems to be linked to rigor, dogma, and a lack of joy. But as a practical matter... Our grandest celebrations in life require preparation. Think of 4th of July celebrations. There's a huge one where I live in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, Every summer, they have the 4th on Broadway, and it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars and a lot of preparation, but it's a big celebration. So why then would we not desire to prepare for the grandest of celebrations, the celebration of Christ's resurrection, ascension, and his eventual return? By observing Lent, we rightly prepare for the coming celebration, not only of Easter Sunday alone, but the 50-day season 
of Easter, Easter is a season, the 50-day season of Easter that follows, leading to Pentecost, another time of celebration. And we celebrate the expectation of Jesus' return. And so by observing Lent, we gain a remembrance and a preparation for the coming celebration. So we gain a loss of self. <laughs> That's, uh, that may seem contradictory. But as the, Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul said, to live as Christ, to die as gain. So we gain a loss of self. We gain a humility and dependence of, on, on God. We gain a Godward focus and we gain a remembrance and preparation for the coming celebration. So current trends reveal that Christians are returning to liturgy. I've mentioned that a few times. Even in evangelical and free traditions, liturgical seasons and feasts are being observed more. And there seems to be a resurgence of liturgy in the church and, in fact, a resurgence of the observance of Lent. Now, you will hear a lot, probably if you're paying attention, about Mardi Gras. New Orleans, other places that have it especially on Fat Tuesday. Um, again, that is a, dist- a distortion of what uh, Shrove Tuesday and Ash Wednesday and the season of Lent are intended to be. But the season of Lent is not uniquely Catholic or dogmatic, but it's rather an intentional method by which to live in the reality of God's story. And so there is much that we can gain from observing Lent. Christians should remember to celebrate God's story. And observing Lent is one way which we can do so. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.